the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckle lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Brittany is out at Barona Oaks. She's going to call in at 345. But first, we want to thank Black Forest Motorsports for all of their support. 40 years experience doing BMW, Mini, and Porsches. Whether you're looking for a dealer alternative or maybe you want to go racing. Either way, those are Black Forest Motorsports Fortes. Go to BlackForestMotorAutomotive.com, BlackForestAutomotive.com. Talk to the team. Tell me you heard it right here on Racer Radio, and they will hook you up. Well, I am so thrilled to be able to chat with Norm DeWitt. Haven't talked to him in quite a while. He is a motorcycle, uh, automotive, motorsport aficionado, and I tried to talk him into calling at 345, but there's a motorcycle race coming on, and he said no. So Brittany's going to call in at 345, so... We get to chat with Norm. Hey, Norm, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going great. And it's not just a motorcycle race. It's the <laughs> Spanish MotoGP. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah. So. so you got your popcorn, you got your Kool-Aid, you're ready. Oh, yeah, man. And uh, oh, my, my old friend Jorge Lorenzo, oh. multiple world champion, he became a, was inducted as a MotoGP legend yesterday yeah. at Spain. So. Wow. More power to him. He's a great man. He's now retired, but I guess he's coming back as a correspondent. So But isn't that nice that they induct around. isn't that nice they induct somebody into the Hall of Fame while they're still with us? Oh well, you know, yeah, the MotoGP legend thing is a really cool thing. And um I know the only one I well, I was at one when where Nikki Hayden was inducted, but that was after his passing, so the whole family was there and yeah. stuff. It's definitely not the same as when He's there. Yeah, the rider's still alive. So. Right. But today was, uh, well, it's May 1st. And for those of us that are older than dirt, <laughs> most of us think it's opening day at Indianapolis. Oh. All the cars were in Alabama today. Yeah. So uh, today in Alabama, the top three drivers were all 25 or years old or younger. I know. Can you believe it? I mean, all of the... You know, uh, all of, you know. You know, I was I was so surprised. Like Powers, I mean, he used to be a powerhouse. I mean, he was always in the top five. Uh, but no, he, he was, was today too. Oh, did he? Did he, he make it to the top, the top five? Will put in a hell of a drive and oh. from something like nineteenth up to yeah fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth in the end. I think it was fifth. But uh, uh, okay, more 
more power to them. And um, yeah, the really the, the, the there's a lot of really great up and coming racers like, for example, Alex Polo, who won yeah. the championship last year, and at Long Beach last year. You know, the two of us were just standing around talking at the media thing, and nobody else seemed to even know who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a rider out of Spain, a racer out of Spain, and he's yeah. uh, he's the IndyCar champion for God's sake. I and know. Uh, and um, you know, today he was right up there again, and uh, it's definitely heading to a changing of the guard. Right, There's one really talented racer out of Christchurch, New Zealand, a Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, and uh, he won the season opener um, down in um, Fort Lauderdale. Excuse me, that's Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. at um, outside Tampa, St. Petersburg. Right, right, and right, right. Um, you know, so it's definitely a changing in the guard. You're still going to have some of the old greats like Scott Dixon that are hanging in there mm-hmm. with a shot, but uh, Helio Castro Neves. You know, Elio's still there and yeah. he's driving well. And yeah. hey, he's a four-time winner of the Indy 500, and he's going for the one for the Thumb Club. So, I know, but know. the kids are coming. The kids are coming. I mean, all you got to do is take a look, and they're just right around the corner. Yeah, Elio's twice the age of some of these guys. I know, and you know, you see the same thing in NASCAR. You don't see it so much in NHRA, but you see it. it it's starting to happen in NASCAR. You're seeing it in uh, IndyCar. And so let me ask you a question. What do you think Jimmy Johnson is going to do for 23? Is he going to continue? He'll be tremendous on the ovals. He already was great in, in, um, in, um, Texas. Right. In that, in his first oval race, I think he finished sixth. Yeah. So he, he's going to be a factor at Indianapolis. It's just, you know, uh, he, he's a tremendously talented oh, racer, without a doubt. But, um, it's going to be a tough. It's an awful tough road for him to take on some of these twenty-three-year-old kids in in road racing. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work out as well as he'd like. But once he gets onto ovals, which he is, you know, with all of his experiences, it's it, it, it's going to be. He's going to be a factor. Yeah, because so. he looked like he was struggling. The, what little I got to watch before I came to radio, I mean, he was literally getting pushed out of the way by some of the faster kids in the back, and you know and that was that well, was, was kind of sad. Pushed out of the way because he was getting lapped. Yeah, well, that was my that was my polite way of saying he was getting lapped. Well, and you know that's not entirely true. What was happening is he was running in I think next to last, right? And people would come in and do a pit stop on a three-stop strategy. Right. So that would lever them back to behind him. So they were out there on red tires with, um, you know, which is the softs. Right. And he's out there on a different strategy on, you know, semi-dead tires. Yeah. So, so why would you do it? To make him look bad. Why would you do a three-stop when you had the, uh, the opportunity to do a two-stop? Well, it all comes down to lap time, and it all comes down to yeah. strategy. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're the fly, and sometimes you're the windshield, and you're going to find out real quick. <laughs> you know, it's it screwed up all the three stop guys today when they had a, a yellow flag came out when a guy, a British guy, got stuck in the gravel trap. Can you, I seen that. You know, New Garden. There was a few minutes was... there in that race today. I was looking through the, looking down the, the. Um, 
list of everybody. And at one point, there was one American running in the top 10. Wow. And I don't know if that's how it finished out, or top eight, one yeah. American, and that was Graham Rahal. Wow. So, you know, it truly is an international si- yeah. series. I mean, uh, you know, Paddle Award from Mexico yeah. won. And second place was Alex Paolo of Spain. And mm-hmm. third place was Renus VK of the Netherlands. I mean, and, and then you had the two Kiwis with Scott mm-hmm. Scott McLaughlin and Scott right. Dixon. It, it's uh, the Australia's willpower. I mean, it really is as international as Formula One. Well, do you think so, it's because the, year, the, the kids that are not in the U.S. get more seat time than the drivers here in the U.S.? Do you think that might be the reason? I think that a lot of the reason is around the world, everyone wants to be in Formula One right. or MotoGP. Mm-hmm. And in the United States, everybody wants to do circle track and race at Daytona. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so, they don't get that. Know, all yeah. these kids that want to race at Monaco and Monza might end up migrating over here and dominate our IndyCar series mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. the guys that are the more inclined for oil racing all head into um, stock cars. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, it, that's always been the goal of motorsports is to try to make it international where, you know, both sides of the pond, you know, gets their fans excited because it's always good for the bottom line of whatever series they're getting themselves into. But we well, just when I don't. Was younger, the big goal was Americans going to Europe and winning world championships. Right, and that's and not really. We happening. had our guys like Dan Gurney right. and uh, you know Phil. Mario Andretti right. out there running in Formula One, and you know it's it's been to give you an idea how long it's been. Last week in um, Portugal at Portimao, mm-hmm. the Moto Two race, which is the um, it's one step down from MotoGP, mm-hmm. basically the feeder series for MotoGP. Mm-hmm. And um, an American, Joe Roberts, won the race. Wow. And he was the first American to win an intermediate class Grand Prix, which GP and now is called Moto2. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the first American to win a mo- an intermediate class GP since 1990. Jeez Louise. All right, buddy. Well, I can't believe to tell you this, but the segment's over. See, that's why I was going to make it come on the next one, but that's okay. You go cur- curl up on the couch and uh, enjoy the the MotoGP, and I'm glad you haven't seen it because I'm taping it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just watching the Moto2 highlights right now. All right, buddy. You take care. It's always a thrill talking to you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Right. We're going to take a quick break, and I think Dirt Dude is on the line. He better call. He said he was going to call. Right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment's brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford. Inventory starting to climb, new and used. So when you're ready to pull the trigger, Go to ElCajonMotors.com. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. And thank them for supporting Racer Radio every week. And with that being said, Dirt Dude is on the line. Hey, buddy, how's it going? What's up, man? Super busy trying to figure out how to cover everything I got going on. 
That's why I did a commercial super short, because I have a feeling you were jamming last night. Oh, man, there was there was so much going on. It was so good. I it just everything really clicked last night. Weather was perfect. Uh, you know, car counts were good. Uh, a couple were kind of low, but the racing was just super good. Uh, there was, we went through a lot, and there's a lot to cover for this coming up. So uh, our race last night was great. Uh, today we had go-karts at the track, and they're trying to do that once a month now. They're going to have go-karts at the track on Sunday. Oh. Bring your own or rental. Really? So Yeah, you can ride and drive. Sweet. So, on, the in, on, the in, on the infield or on the big track? On the infield. A road course or a circle? Circle. Okay. Dirt oval. So, cool. So dirt carts. Yeah. Um, our junior drivers are going to be at El Cajon cruising, cruise night next week on Wednesday. Um, so uh, next weekend at Cocoa Puff Speedway, May 17th, Mike Corn Memorial, every every main event's 44 laps for his number 44. Mm. They're featuring IMCA mods, sport mods, hobby stocks, sport compacts. And then the weekend after that, May 14th, we'll be back at our track, IMCA mods, sport mods, Southwest Lightning Sprints, uh, street stocks, and pony stocks. And then the last race at Cocoa Paw for the, for the summer break, or going into there, summer break will be May 21st. Mm-hmm. Uh, ASCS wing sprints, Brayona pure stocks. Our pure stocks are going to be out there. Hobby stocks, uh, sport compacts, and then we'll come back to our track again. So, like, it's good, good racing there for that those weeks. Um, our lineup last night we had in our junior sprints Daniel Friel. She's been on your show before. Mm-hmm. Got a main event win. Uh, Cody Isabella got a main event win in the Sportsman Mini Dwarfs. That was like his second maybe even his third yeah. uh sheldon scott in the masters mini dwarf got his first main event win onto the big track uh darren brown got a main event win which was pretty phenomenal i mean like he's always doing really good at our track um they started out track was really really good for them a little wet but it started rolling in towards the end and uh man it was just a good battle Brittany. Hats off to that woman. She finished fifth out of all those guys. She ran second for a while, too. So yeah. Brittany did really good last night. Um, on to the next one was Southwest Lightning Sprints. They came with wings. Grant Sexton got a main event win. And, dude, they freight trained. Uh, the top three cars, um, was, were they, were, they were just like, I didn't get the timing and scoring on them, but they were so fast. That's the fastest those guys have ever been at our track and it was just like uh grant got done in the end and i was like man this track was hooked and they were running <laughs> mid to almost uh just out of the mid of the the corners and then just he's like i matted it and i never lifted and i had guys on my tail wow so it was just yeah brendan shimante and jeremy queener those three were just coming up through traffic and like splitting cars it was just so crazy how fast they were and going through traffic um, into sport compacts, Chris Neamey had his little Ford Focus, got a main event win. Macy Constance, hands, hands, uh, hands to, to that, that girl. Uh, she's 14 years old. She got second. And then Marcy McCowan, our racing realtor, she pulled off the fourth in that one. All right. So that was really good for her. And then into the modifieds, P.J. Dyke got a main event win. So that's his first one. He has a second and a third to the season. 
And then IMC Hobby Stocks, Thomas Daffron came up out of Brawley for a main event win. And then on to our last one of the night was the Pure Stocks, Rick Chavez. We turned them around backwards, and they ran uh, a great main event. Rick Chavez got a main event win uh, in the Pure Stocks. Trying to see what else I need to cover. Um, we had uh, about... Um, uh, with our juniors and everything, we had over 104 cars, so about wow. over 100 cars. Our hot lap session, we did the heat races, uh, 100 over 104, well, 104 cars, and we did all hot lap sessions in an hour and seven minutes. No kind of just, kidding. We smoked through that, and then into the main events, some crazy car fires last night. Everyone's okay. Um, Ken McCow or Ken McWilliams had a fuel pump leak or fuel hose leak fuel rail um cut the car on fire and it went up uh tough break for him he's gonna work on trying to find another car but he got a car okay and then we had another car that had a car fire um small small motor fire so our fire and rescue guys are busy last night All but right. man it was just a great night of racing that track really came together and we're hoping it's gonna you know, get better in the future once we get it figured out on how to really dial in this track and keep the moisture in it and everything. Oh, I don't know. Everybody that I talked to said that track was hooked up. Brittany said well, that was that was the best night she said she's had, and she couldn't remember. I mean, I was she sent me some videos, and I mean, she was first for a while there. I mean, she was just really doing well, and then and then finished fifth. And there were some pretty heavy Both hitters. Her heat race and her main event. She was actually, she was running against uh, Darren Brown yeah. in the heat race and was running with him, actually was leading. And then, you know, you're not going to stop Darren, but Darren got in front of her. And then so she uh, just got behind him and figured out how he was going to run. And I think she just went to school and, yeah. and learned how to get that car to, to rotate better like she needs. Well, you probably you probably wouldn't have known this, but she had power steering issues again last night. So the power steering went out on her. I don't know which, which races she was in. So she's thinking it's some kind of an electrical issue. So they've got to get that ironed out. Because I bet you if that power steering hadn't failed, she would have been higher up on the on the standings. I didn't even tell. I couldn't even tell that she was having power steering problems. Uh, that car just looked really good. Yeah. And that was that wasn't Darren Brown in the E race. It was Mike Tobiason, that was right. the '88 Mike Tobiason. I'm looking back at the notes, and it was like. Man, she she had a good good heat race. She came in second in the heat race, started it, but then wow. like I said, Tobiason's got a couple main event wins. Yeah, uh, Brittany's there. I, I she's just getting that car finally figured out, and the track's coming together. And you know, it's just one of those things. Just time will tell. Well, and seat time, car in. seat time, seat yeah. time, seat time. That's all it is. And the more and you know, the more she more she does, the better off it is. But it's really good to see people like Marcy and. And some of the folks that are just gotten into the into running out of Barona do well because that's that's what's going to you know keep that track alive and well and keep everybody happy. Yeah, that, I'm glad that you know the Marcy McCowan got into this and that's like her second race. Yeah, and to do as well as she did and it's in a sport compact that that just gives you a testament of how the the group is mm -hmm. and then you know how 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 they're doing with it. Uh, Macy Constance, like I said, 14 years old and yeah. she was. She's been there. She's been like, uh, I, I said she did really great last night, and her dad's like, she's been really great. She's been, she hasn't got a main event win, but she's always in the top two or three. Sure. 
and you know her time's coming too. Yeah, so. it's just it's just it's just a matter of time. And then once it happens, and you know, then the floodgates, sort of speaking. So when's the next race, and what's on the calendar? The next race for us is going to be May 14th, and same thing. Gates open at two, and then racing starts at six ish. Um, and then that's going to be, like I said, sport mods, uh, modified sport mods. Uh, Southwest Lightning Sprints are coming back again. I think they're wingless this time. They were winged last night. Uh, they're going to be wingless again. The uh, street stocks, pony stocks. And then once again, the next two races at uh, Cocoa Paw. Uh, if, you're not, if you're looking for something to do, it could be a great night, uh, especially the Mike Corn Memorial. Mm. Um, I got invited to go to that. I want to see if I can you know, get my schedule cleared. If not, I'd really like to go out there for sprint cars on the 21st. Mm-hmm. I missed uh, last night. Sprint cars ran at Paris with us. I'm not sure who's calling in from Paris tonight or for today for you. Yeah. But uh, – they had they had a really good race there too. The track was the best they've ever seen too. So yeah, I got a Matt uh, Matt Mitchell's calling in, and he had a win last night. And uh, did Sexton Sexton had a a, a a really bad wreck? I don't know what track he was at. Tore the whole. He was at Paris last night, and he wadded the car up on the front yeah. straightaway. He said he started somewhere flag stand and didn't stop to hit turn one <laughs> front end front of the car's gone yeah he's like he already he's like already gonna build a car uh he's already got a chassis they're building for it yeah. and they have to replace it so uh, it was bummed good to see he i'm glad to see he got out of the car you yeah know, his brother his cousin's grant sexton that was right at our track last night so you know it's just i bet uh, he was dizzy what do you want to bet he was dizzy? I, I haven't seen video yet. I'm hoping to see some. I saw pictures of the car yeah. afterwards. Matt Hicks from our track, uh, main event win last night and modified there at Paris, too. So, All right. Yeah, it was a good night for them, too. Yeah. They're just hoping for a good season everywhere. A lot of great racing. Yeah. Well, and it just, you know, it's that, it's that COVID pent-up mentality. I mean, look how good Brittany's doing. I mean, man, all of a sudden there's a fire under that girl. I mean, yeah, I think it's just she's finally, you know, stepped up into the the car and got it dialed in and figured out. And she's been working with everyone from the B and B crew, right. like all these guys that have B and B chassis. So like there was three or four of them last night, B and B chassis, and they're they're good cars. They were all up there in the front. Well, I think the fact that she's getting behind some some really really good drivers and she's just settling in and learning, following and watching where they go and watch what they do and. You know, and I think once she gets this, you know, this power steering thing, you know, taken care of, you know, I would not be surprised if she doesn't, you know, podium and slash winter race. I, I, I really I, do. I see her being there soon. Yeah, it's, she's she's got the capability to yep. be there. Yep, yep. Well, well I, I like ca- I said, El Cajon Ford, or I got to thank El Cajon Ford, oh, yeah. one of our sponsors here. Uh, El Cajon, uh, next Wednesday night cruising, uh, our junior drivers are there. Sweet. And then, uh, you know, we are we got a lot going on, so everyone just check out uh, Brona Speedway on Facebook, uh, bronaspeedway.com, or follow along on uh, my Dirt Dude page yeah. on Facebook. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much for calling in. Sure appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You too, buddy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more motorsports with Paris Auto Speedway and Matt Mitchell right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170, the answer. 
right, folks. Welcome back to Racer Radio FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway. Paris Auto Speedway, that is a bucket list track. If you have not been, you have got to go. Racing last night was unbelievable. Go to ParisAutoSpeedway.com. And one of the winners last night is on the line, Matt. Matthew, how you doing, buddy? Or Mitchell, sorry Pretty about good. that. Pretty good. How are you? So Thanks you for having me. still on cloud nine? <laughs> yeah. I mean it's been it's been a while since I won uh I won there in my thirty seven car, so uh it's been shoot since two thousand fourteen. So wow. feels good. So everything just one, everything one just lined up. Other cars. Yeah. Yeah, one in some other cars, but but in my family car it's been it's been a minute, so it's still yeah. pretty good. So, did everything just kind of come together, or did you have to work extra hard for it? No, we we've been working at it for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just kidding, kidding. Uh, I took I took a little break uh, at the kids, and and took a break from from the sport, and then uh, got the blessing from my wife to to do it again. So we. You know, equipment up and and got stuff and got a new crew chief and new equipment and new everything. Wow! <clears throat> and then we kind of just been dying on it since then, and finally all came together. Yeah. And it was pretty. It was pretty wild last night. One of our one of the San Diego boys had a little bit of a end over end roll over roll going down the front straightaway. Thank goodness, walked away just fine, but destroyed the car. Yeah, that's that happens. I've but, been there. Yeah, but these cars are. Don't, wouldn't you say these cars before. today are so safe? I mean, everything that you guys put into these cars is really makes it, uh, you know, doable, and it takes the fear out of it. Because I mean, unless something really oddball happens, I mean, nine times out of ten, you're going to walk away. Yeah, and for the most part, like the the fabrications. That, you know, improved, and then you know the safety aspect of it is is way better than it was. You yeah. know, even even ten years ago. So yeah, they're making rubber mounted, you know, uh, grommet mounted seats, and you know all the the full containment seats with the you know high density foam around them, and and everything. Even compared to when I started, in you know I started racing '06, and it was just a Typical high back seat, no yeah. full containment. It's, it's changed a lot, which is good. It's, that's what it needed because the, the the worst thing for the sport is to lose somebody. Yeah, oh. doing it, you know. So, um, but I, I, I think it's been it's been quite a long time since we've, you know, a couple couple three years since we lost somebody doing the sport. So, um, yeah, it's and that's a good. Way. That is definitely definitely a good thing. So now that you're back in the seat you're going to stay at paris or are you going to move around a little no I'll, I'll run all the paris races okay um yeah my you know that's been like my home home track and right where you know a lot of my um development as a race car driver has come from from that track so, right you know I'll, I'll stay there and i i hope to go do some other things here and there um you know, I have a midget, so oh, okay. Race the midget, yeah, I'll go race the midget here and there, and then 
just follow the the CRA schedule for now. And um, oh, we we don't have a ton of equipment, so like like I said, it, it was kind of like a startup, and we just we were just kind of spot racing for a while. Uh, but I, I I hope to get some more and and you know run the whole schedule as long as everything stays together. But I don't have a, a second motor. Um, I have a second car, but. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as the engine stays together and everything's kosher, we'll we'll run the whole season. Right. Well, unless you're like AJ Bender and Cruz Pendergon says, "Hey, how would you like to go to uh, Chili Bowl?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was I that know, was that crazy or what? No, that's awesome. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, new like talent like that. I mean, you got AJ's. AJ's done a great job. Yeah. Like he's impressed me. He's in, he's impressed a ton of people. So for for, for him to get those opportunities is rad to yeah. see. Um, that's what it's all about. Oh yeah, I was I was so happy for him because I mean yeah. nobody does. I mean he I mean he he truly 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 uh, truly deserved it. There's no ifs ands or buts yeah, about it. Um, no, he's a good he's a good racer. On top of it, deserving it and yep. being a good racer, like there's. There's people that deserve it and that aren't good racers. So yeah, that's true too. <laughs> to, to, to be a good racer and deserve it is. Uh, have you, know. you have you ever seen him not smile? Oh no! I mean, <laughs> you gotta you smile at him with those locks. I mean, you look at him and you just you cannot smile. He smiles back. <laughs> I know. I swear. He there should yeah. there should be a movie made of him. I really seriously believe it. Yeah. No, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. So yeah. he, he he's he's worked hard. Yeah. He's worked hard doing what he's done, and and I I told him last year at the end of the year I said you you want to race at Paris. Yeah. For sure. This this year next you know when when it happens it happens but he's got it, he's got what it takes to get it done. Yeah. Is the you now? It's funny. We were. I was talking to another guy on the top of the hour about motorsports, and you know, and and it seems like the younger generation is really starting to, you know, creep to the top. Whether it be uh, whether it be NASCAR, whether it be Indy Racing League, are you starting to see that? Like at Paris, are you starting to see a younger group of drivers kind of starting to move their way up? Um. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I mean it. It just takes some time because, like, um, you're talking about the younger generation, like Arca and some of those. You know, that's that's like eighty percent car, twenty percent driver. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and and what we do is is the opposite. You know, you you're like forty uh, percent car, sixty percent sixty percent driver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it takes a while to like develop a driver to where they could put. Uh, and, it, and it took a, and it, and it took a long time for me to really put it all together too. I I wasn't I didn't develop as a driver overnight. I worked really hard at it mm-hmm. for for a long time. And it, it it's just different. If that I don't know does that does that make sense? It's, oh yeah. It's uh, there's a lot more to it to race a sprint car. Like you could you could take a subpar car and turn it into you know a, a victory. You know, yeah. so that's what separates. But um, but that's not easy. That's and, the, yeah. And Arca and, uh-huh. and all those tape, the pavement series. Like that's all that that's all car. Yeah, that's all car. Like yeah. any good sprint car racer, I feel like could go out and run an Arca car and do really well. 
Yeah. Well, and, you know, seat time is everything. I mean, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, I mean, seat time is everything. The more more you're in the seat, you know, the better off you are. Oh, a hundred percent. And that's what, that's what we need. We need, we need those kids out there. Cause that's, that's what's next, you know, but, but it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. You know, it's, just, it's, um, especially I feel like as a oh, racing a sprint car, like as you get older and you mature, you actually become better, uh, to a certain extent. Um, you know, that, that, that was the progression for me at least. Um, so, you know, it, as as long as these guys keep coming, uh, I feel like it it'll sustain itself. You know, the, the sprint car racing in Southern California. Yeah, there's you know there's plenty of good talent. There's plenty of good talent coming up. So I got to tell you. Um, so I got to tell you my sprint car story. So uh, I'm I'm sure you know Randy Waitman runs out yeah. of Ramona. So one day he was out at he was out at Barona just practicing, and he, I was out there. And he goes, Hey, you want to drive my car? I go, you want me to drive your car? And I go, okay, on two conditions. He goes, what's that? One, I'm by myself. And two, if I wad it up, I don't have to pay for it. He goes, sure, go ahead. So he tells me all the things you're supposed to do. And, of course, I didn't pay attention to any of them. I just stood on it. And it was like a bull coming out of a chute. Did about 10 laps. I came in and... He goes, dang, dude. He says, you did pretty good. He always goes, well, hey, let me go out again and I'll open my eyes. Because that was the wildest thing I have ever done in my life. And I've done a lot of stuff. And just imagine 20 guys out there doing the same thing. Dude, I I mean, I have major props for you and what you do because it is not easy. There's nothing easy about it. But hey, yeah, I got to talk about your sponsors cuz we, you know, cuz they're the ones that get you there. Who you got? Yeah, I mean uh, a, a ton of people helped us get to this point, you know, uh obviously my my family is, is a big supporter in it. My dad, Campbell Bush Storage and uh Roy Miller Freight Lines, Wiley Miller, he's he's bought us an engine and wow. you know, got us got us going and um Maxwell Industries that they house the car and and keep care of the car for me, um, you know, which helps me because I I'm a you know I have three kids and sure. a job and you know so working on the car for me now it was you know it just wasn't going to happen so yeah um, that and then you know all all the product sponsors and stuff FK Rodden helps out a ton and um, you know we got ARP which is the Ventura based company that, that helps us out. And there's, you know, FK, FK shocks and just everybody, you know, it's, just, it's like really getting the cars like dialed and, and tuned in is, you know, and, and working with the, the product sponsors is, is, is a big deal. So all, all those guys have helped out and then, um, yeah, it just makes it all, makes it all doable. So, well, the only the only reason I do that is because I get a lot of young kids in here. They're eight, nine, ten years old, just starting out, and I yeah. hound them on talking about your sponsors. I don't care who interviews you; you got to get your sponsor list in there because without them, like like you said, you you wouldn't be able to do this. And you know, I tell them to put it on a little three by five card and carry it with you everywhere you go. That way, you don't miss anybody. And 
you know, I think it's so, so, so important. I mean, because oh, like, definitely. and it's a, it's a feather in your cap because if you weren't one, a good person and two, a good driver, and I have to put it in that order, you wouldn't get any help. You, you would just be staring at the track from the, from the grandstands, I think, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. And, and, and there, and there was a time that I was young and, and didn't think I, I was, that, I was that age. And I didn't, I didn't have the respect for uh, what went into it, you know, because I, I I started racing in '06. Yeah. And uh, and and I respected what the the work that went into it, but right. the money aspect of it. Yeah. I you know I didn't really understand any of that, and and I I still raced and yeah. and and did well, and but but it took it took uh, <laughs> you know some maturity to really understand like the money aspect yeah. that, that, that goes into it. You don't know, you hate that? And all the, the sponsors and everything that backs don't, it. So. Don't you hate getting old? Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, yeah. I got I to let you go. Yeah. The segment's yeah, over. Thank you. Hey. I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, no, we'll have you, you anytime you like. Every, you know, they have, they have us every year. Johnny Kazarian, Scott Delucci, oh. all those guys are... They're the yeah, best. They're, they're, yeah, for sure. And, and Scott will get you a copy of this interview, and you can put it on your web page or whatever you want to do. And what number car you got? 37. 37. Blue tank, uh, black body. All right, buddy. Good luck, and uh, right. hope you do as well as you did this time, but I got a sneaky feeling you will. Take care, buddy. All right, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. I think Brittany's on the line. I think, yeah. Brendan's in there chatting with her, probably sharing a recipe. This is Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The is brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Check them out. They have an in house dyno, they'll work on anything you have and make sure whatever they do, they can prove it. Check them out at certifiedcarcare.net, certifiedcarcare.net. All right, Brittany's out playing hooky at a dirt track, but for motorcycles, getting hugs and kisses. You kill me. I wasn't warned ahead of time about that. It didn't look like it broke your heart any, though. (laughs) Oh, boy. Man, anybody who loves the smell and the sounds of racing, you're missing out if you're not at the Barona Oaks race. Oh my gosh! It's wonderful out here. Nice breeze, sunny skies, and great living museum. And great, great, great racing. These people—you'd think they were at a supercross track. Oh yeah, you know I talked to Scott Burnworth. Yeah, he says he had about two hundred forty entries. Seventeen different divisions are running, and they each get to race twice. Wow! Raced earlier, and now they're all going through their second round of racing. Did you see how far and how high these guys were flying? Oh yeah, it was awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, yep, I'm watching it right now. I tried. I'm over by the the junior track uh-huh. because there's full racing going on on the big track right now. I'm watching air. Just saw Kawasaki get some air. It was cra- those videos you sent me. Oh my. Yeah. Gosh. I couldn't help myself. I showed so there's a guy out here. Yeah. I'm gonna try and get him in for the listeners. He is going around and finding the oldest Husqvarnas. I wanna have him on with Lars when he gets back in town. Uh, and he's reconditioning them. 
he had at least seven at the racetrack right right now. What? And he's got this guy. He's racing a 1974 original, like nothing altered, like barely any suspension. And that kid caught my eye. Like I, I it, it kind of worked well for him. He caught my eye out on the racetrack, and then I followed him to the pits before I knew the story behind it. Yeah. I'm like, man, and this is a young kid who's deciding he wants to race in 1974. And I guess they're called the Bullet. I don't know. Your li- the listeners probably know more than I do. I'm learning out here. Yeah. Some of the oldest bikes, it was uh, not many of them were made, this Bullet, and he's gone around and, and found most of them. Wow. And he's reconditioning them and bringing them around the tracks, and he's got some riders for them. He was kind of in race mode, so I was talking to one of the crew members about it. Don't you, hate, don't you hate it when you're in race mode? No, I understand it. I totally get it. So that's why I stood back. I was in race mode last night. And then, like, all motorcycle fans, racers, should be out here. Mike Brown's out here. I talked to him. That's the guy kissing me. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, know. I just met Michael Lewis, who I've been following on Facebook. I'm uh, like, oh, my gosh, Michael Lewis. And then I met Michael Craig, Christian Craig's father. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's back on the bike racing here. I mean, there, it's like a living museum right now. Wow. They had a whole class of CZs out there. No like, kidding. It's so cool. Yeah, I, I'm having such a great time. Thank you for letting me play. Oh, for you, anything. But, you know, I had a yeah. bunch of them on KUSI Saturday, and, yeah. and, and that was like a museum. It did look like a museum. They were all propped up and beautiful. Beautiful. So how were the crowds? How Did is, did Broad Oaks get a pretty good crowd count? Yeah. I talked to Scott and his wife, whom, by the way, she's on the microphone regularly. She's the one that came in the studio and was like, I can't talk on a microphone. <laughs> I took a picture. I have evidence. She can. I had I a feeling. They're both happy. I think it's very successful. Like I said, 240 entries. Jeez Louise. So they're happy. The pits are beautiful, as I heard, uh-huh. and filled. We're up. We had to find space out here by the, the junior track. Right. Well, tell him, tell Scott if you see him before you leave, just tell him that Dave says, you know, KUSI is open for him any time he wants it. All righty. I'll let him know. Yeah, I'll see him again before we leave. Tomahawk was out here. Like, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) listeners and Dave, you missed out if you didn't make it. But I'm sure with the success today, it'll happen again. Yeah, yeah. On a Saturday, hopefully. But Saturday, yesterday. yeah. But Saturday, they, according to the people I talked to, Saturday was party day, yeah. and Sunday's hardcore race day. Yeah, they're, they're well. They're semi serious. One of my dad's friends, he's racing out here, and he didn't know about a second race. He thought he was done. Uh-huh. He's about to break out the sandwich and the beer, and his buddy walks up and goes, "You, you know, there's a second race." And he goes, "Well, now I do." <laughs> Yeah, that is I, I so. That cool. conversation it was hilarious. And, and by the, it's been really fun. By the way, you you didn't get to hear uh, racer Ray or the dirt dude uh, segment, but Correct. he said you were on a rail last night. And when yeah. I, and when, I had a pretty good night. And when I told him that you were having power steering problems, he said, "There's no way I would have known that as well as she oh. was running." take that as a compliment yeah it was weird it kept going out and uh we were running for a while well there were like a million cautions i think my dad says we were 12 minutes into the race before we finally got a real flat anywho we finally get going 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 and i was thankful for the first caution because it gave me a chance to flip it off 
flip it back on, and it would last a lap or two, and then it was gone. It, it was like I was stuck in cement. But then there was another caution. I'd flip it off, flip it back on. So, yeah, some sort of electrical thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was able to hold my own. I mean, people can race without it. It was just, it's an odd feeling when you get used to <laughs> power power steering, and then all of a sudden it's gone. You're like, what's wrong? Yeah. But this time I knew it was the power steering. It wasn't anything else on my front end. So I knew to just keep racing hard. Well, he said, yeah, and I agree with him, he said it's just a matter of time. He says, you're just... He says, that's a new driver and a new car. And I said, and he agreed with me. It's just a matter of time. The more seat time, the more confidence, you're going to win one of these. I just know it. I just know it. That'd be fun. I did uh, almost win a heat race. Tobias and got me in the last half of the lap. I know you. By like uh, not even a second. It was a photo finish. But, you know, I thanked him for a clean pass. I, I went right up to him and he goes, uh, I go, thank you for the clean pass. I know you were probably waiting. He goes, waiting? You were freighting. I, I, you were going sad. I had to work to get around you. And so See? You know, when you hear that from him and Darren Brown, you know, and all these people coming up, it's like, thank you. I appreciate your feedback. Well, yeah, I'm having a great time. So I'm going to call your principal Monday and ah. and tell him you got to stay on her butt. because no, the, there's enough drama right now. Yeah, but look, Diego, but look how good you, you drive. But look, no, there's plenty. There's plenty, David. David, there is plenty to fuel my rage on the track. So leave the phone alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we had 17 drivers, and uh, it was really good to see our class. And oh, and uh, uh, Marcy. Yes. Yes. I see her in tech. I went and ran and go see her race, and I'm like, she can't, like, I saw her position, you know, by the time I got to the race, everyone's kind of spread out. But I'm like, she's gaining. Yes. She's gaining on her. And then I see her coming to tech, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Her second race ever. And she, can, I think cool. she she finished fourth. Yes. Is that? Before go to tech. Is that, that amazing? So I'm so happy for her. Yeah. So happy for her. And then uh, PJ uh, Dyke, right? He did really well. Yeah. And yeah. He won. Last night. Yeah. Yeah, and he said, uh, well, they started with six and ended with three, but uh, Paul said those three were heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. How'd Paul Dyke do? I saw him on a little uh, motorcycle. I I didn't see him race. I don't know if he raced. I don't know if his division raced. I was in race mode mostly. Yes, of course you you were. It was a beautiful night. You know, it wasn't too hot or too cold for the spectators. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, or the drivers. Did you bring your cook? Good night. Did you bring your cookies? I did, and I have three left, and they're right here at Barona Oaks with me. Are they not the biggest, fattest things? Or did I send those to uh, you before? No, I've never seen it. And I handed one over to my crew, and they're like, "What is this? They're, it's like so heavy. It's I know, bigger than your hand, and tall and wide, and yeah. I know. Well, I got, it's I a got lot of cookie. I got them on a press event back east. You know, they just had him in our room, and I ate one. And I like, holy! I got to take a nap. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't eat a whole one. I no. had a half one the night I got him, and the half in the morning I warmed it up. For right. By the way, so folks, say the name of it. Uh, it's a Livian. Levain. Or Levain. Hey, by the way, folks, Brittany's going to run Racer Radio with her and her mom next Sunday. Make sure you tell your friends and tune in. All right, get back to the action, kid, and thank you very much for calling in. You know I appreciate you. you. All right, have fun. 
Take care. Okay. Bye, 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 listeners. Bye, Brendan. Bye, Dave. Okay. See you. Racer Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.